0: Get $250 when you switch to a Royal Credit Union checking account. When I go to Royal, I feel very connected there. See details and open your account by November fifteenth at rcu.org slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA.
1: The OG Butte Jamie Hirsch checks in to share her early thoughts on some of this year's squads, including potential trophy conversation for one Minnesota Wild player. Plus, our favorite hockey moments from this past week. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, brought to you by Soda Stick, presented by Talk North, Greenbelt, Royal Credit Union, Livia Weight Control Centers, and Jim Beam. This is Season 5, Episode 199. It's not hockey season until you've got your official Soda Stick merch. Some of the best hockey and Minnesota sports designs in town with a knack for custom garb too, SodaStick.com is an automatic go-to for all sports apparel. Don't forget to add down Beauties at checkout for 15% off. That's SodaStick.com.
0: At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink Smart Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey 40% Alcohol by Volume Copyright 2021 James B Beam Distilling Company Incorporated Clermont Kentucky
1: what's going on everybody bard on beauties episode 199 just one away from that milestone of 200 can not wait i'm jesse pierce writer for nhl.com this is my co-host kirsten kroll the face of the minnesota wild and joining us the og Butte, the first ever guest on bard on beauties helping us celebrate a near milestone miss jamie hirsch what's up jamie
2: Hello! How are you guys? I'm so happy to be
1: here. I know. Jamie was showing us all of the wonderful Minnesota things that she has because she is basically a Minnesota daughter. We adore her. How are things going in New York, though? Uh, I know you've got a new gig with NHL Network. Tell everybody a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so uh, after eight seasons of pretty much exclusively hosting On the Fly, which is the nightly highlight show um, that is really fun and great, but also goes until about 2 in the morning Eastern time, um, so after eight years of doing that, they're letting me go to a slightly earlier slot for most of the time. So a few days a week, I will be hosting NHL Now, which is the 3 to 5 p.m. Central time slot. And... um it's just really great for work life balance and family time. I'm not a zombie in the morning, but I do still I anticipate doing um, a few on the flies here and there. Um, so that's just a really great fit, I think, for me to kind of still be able to do the show that I've kind of grown into over the years, but also have a new opportunity to have a little more of a say as well, have a little more of an opinion. NHL Now comes on before the games, so we're basically just making things up to talk about, right? With whatever's on our mind, whatever we thought of the night before and whatever we are looking forward to for the night to come. So it's uh, it's been really fun. It's only been a week into it, but um, we're already starting to gel and, and get some new chemistry. We're trying to do something different where we make it a little more focus on the players this year. So we have like a players only segment where I actually leave for a little while. Um, And Ruppers kind of the mainstay, Mike Rupp, also a former Minnesota wild player himself. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be a really fun show, I think.
0: And just to talk a little bit more about it also, just congratulations on the new opportunity as well. Uh, What are kind of so far, some of the biggest things that you kind of, have either found to be a little more difficult or that you're just really most excited for? I know that you mentioned to have a little bit more of a say in the more flexible lifestyle work-wise and more time with family that comes with.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I'm really looking forward to kind of just finding my voice in this space, right? Like Jackie Redmond had been hosting the show for the last six years and she's so passionate and opinionated and I think really took ownership of the show from the get-go and um, did a great job. Uh, showcasing her personality and her knowledge of the game and I'm not trying to be Jackie, I'm never going to be Jackie like I'm me, she's her but I do hope that I can kind of similarly find whatever my voice is and my opinions which is probably going to include quite a bit of talk about Minnesota if I'm being honest, <laughs> like night one we had Matthew Kachuk on and I was like hey you know you're playing my Minnesota Wild in a couple days so uh take it easy I don't want to hear any bus in 10 or anything like that so I do think that there will be a Minnesota flavor regularly. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. And, and with that comes responsibility and the challenge of making sure you are knowledgeable and caught up to speed on, on everything that is going on across 32 teams. Um, so that's the that's challenge. It's not just watching highlights and then... Showing highlights. It's actually prepping and um, coming up with fun segment ideas and topics of conversation. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, you always have the fun segments. I always catch little glimpses and highlights
1: of you doing some <laughs> insanely fun things. How important do you think that yeah. is to you? Because as you'd mentioned, you're your own brand. You get to bring this special flavor, but especially in hockey, where I think it's still kind of just tiptoeing their feet into the water of being a little bit more player centric and a little bit more free and, and fun. Just how fun. Has that been to kind of transform and make
2: that a part of who you are and what you bring? You know, I've always just been goofy at heart. I mean, that's, look, there different people have different strengths. And for me, I've just tried to lean into like my goofy, like all American girl, whatever stereotype where it's like, I'm not going to take myself too seriously. I'm not going to be super sexy. I'm going to just be me. And, um, and usually that's goofy and, and puns are a big part of that. And so um, that is kind of, yeah, that's what I've done from the very beginning. Like I remember my first year here, I was dressing up for Halloween to do on the fly and I dress up like the Stanley cup and I put a freaking mixing bowl on my head, a silver mixing bowl and wore a silver dress. And like, that was that was me. I did the whole show like that. Um, there have been times where I've dressed up in a firefighter suit to talk about the flames being red hot and nobody can stop the Calgary flames. And these are just things that, um, that I like to do because at the end of the day, like we work in sports and sports, It's supposed to be fun, right? Like it is fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to um, be a fan of sports and it's certainly fun to cover sports. So that's what I try to really lean into and embrace. Um, And that usually encourages my producers to try to come up with crazy ideas as well. They had me doing yoga the other day. Um, I don't know. I always post the goofiest stuff online. So yeah, that's probably what you're seeing.
0: (laughs) And Jamie, you brought up something interesting too, that I kind of wanted to dive into a little bit more as well. Cause it's something that even I've thought about, you mean, you do have a very distinct personal brand. You talk about how you like to make the puns and just be goofy. And I've noticed just NHL coverage, very unique to you. And everyone loves it. You also mentioned now that you're doing NHL now um, you mentioned you're not Jackie Redmond. You have your own style. She has hers. And I feel in this industry specifically, people, really like to kind of compare women everyone tries to really find a way to differentiate themselves so how do you kind of combat some of the comments people might make um, and also to just staying unique to yourself
2: yeah you know I feel like I've been very fortunate in whatever role I've stepped into it I, I haven't had to deal with a ton of hate or backlash I mean I do think if I was brand new and no one knew who I was and I was you know replacing jackie which again there's no replacing jackie um but i i feel like that would have probably launched a whole onslaught of trolls um but like i've been around right like this is my ninth season so i think it, it's kind of like curb the tide a little bit in that sense because she has a very low following and that's great she's fantastic she's so um beautiful and smart and intelligent and great at her job but you're right like it's as women like we have to kind of mm just own ourselves. Like I'm the best version of myself and she's the best version of herself. And like, there's room for all of us. And so I think that that's something that I really try to hold dear, um, is just knowing myself and kind of my brand. And, you know, I'm a mom of two, like I'm not, you know, certain target audiences are are not, um, going to be the same for me as for another woman in this business, for example. So, Um, I just, you know, I, I credit my support system and, you know, certainly my, my husband, my parents for kind of making me remember, um, the whole idea that I try to cling to, which is I am enough. It sounds super cheesy, but like, that's something I've had to tell myself many times in in life. It's just like, I am enough. Like I am smart enough. I am pretty enough. I'm this or whatever. It's not, and I don't want to like turn this into a a self-help podcast or anything, (laughs) but that's something that I, I try to, to remember when I'm feeling, like I'm not enough or I'm not this or I'm not that like you're never going to be everything. So just kind of, um, try to stay true to yourself as much as possible and remember that whatever you are like is enough.
1: Well, you're certainly doing enough to a shorter summer <laughs> for you this year with the Stanley cup and then moving right into baseball. Have you been doing that regularly or was this year a little bit different in kind of your roles there?
2: No, I've always done baseball too in the off season. Um, so it's not really an off season in that sense that I guess it's, uh, Hi, sorry, my boss just walked by, so I had to say hi. <laughs> um, we, uh, we are, I guess, owned and operated by MLB Network. NHL Network has a partnership with N- MLB Network, so, um, like, my... Paychecks come from MLB Network, for example. So I definitely do a lot of baseball as well. And so um, that's great. I did both in Minnesota. I worked for the Twins and the Wild. And so it was really a perfect fit to then come here and continue to do both. Um, it is a lighter load. You know, I probably do quick pitch a couple days a week at most in the offseason. Um, but then, yeah, now it's five days a week into the hockey grind. And I love, you know, being able to get out on the road for – Certainly the Stanley Cup final um, each and every year, but also uh, going to All-Star game, Winter Classic, Stadium Series, the big events. So I'm I'm really excited for another year. How do you balance that all too? I mean,
0: hockey's a long season, baseball, even more games crammed into their schedule. So how do you, you talked about that kind of work-life balance and especially being a mom of two, how do you make that all work?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, the one good thing about on the fly and the schedule of that is that I've had a lot of time in the day with my kids, um, when they were super little. So now they're four and two, they're both like fully in preschool and daycare. But, um, before that, you know, I was home with them all day. Um, and then I would just go to work after I put them to bed. And so that was really nice. Um, and a nice way to balance it. I didn't sleep much, but other than that, it was a really nice balance, and then, um, like I said, like they, I work a couple days a week in the, in the summer, but it's, you know, that's, most people who have normal jobs, like, don't have an off-season, so I find that I feel very lucky um, to be able to, to really spend the summer um, from, well, I guess, July, mid-July to mid-October, um, really focusing a lot more on my family life, and then, yeah, now that we're we're in hockey, it's it's mostly work, but um, good support system makes makes it all happen, makes the dream come true. Have either of the kids gotten on the ice yet? We just put
1: my five year old on the ice yeah. in the Little Wild program. Yeah. How did that so,
2: go? So my son Brooks is four, and he um, I was actually getting ready for the Minnesota Wild charity, the mm-hmm. Alumni Foundation charity event this summer with OAR, and I was very nervous because I had never played hockey, believe it or not. I grew up, I was a figure skater, so I can kind of skate, but I had never ever been on the ice with a hockey stick and passing pucks, and like I just did not know what to do. So I was super nervous about that, more nervous than I think anything in my career. Um, And I started practicing at um, this, this local rink nearby. Uh, The summer. And so one weekend day, just basically so I could practice, um, we went out and I took him with me. And he was great. He loved it. He really took to it pretty quickly. And um, it was, it was also kind of a dream come true for me to be able to k- kind of share that moment. So we don't have him playing anything organized. I don't think he's anywhere near ready for that, but maybe in a year or two, we'll, we'll get him out there. Cause they definitely know what mom does. And, you know, they watched when I called some games play by play, they watch and they listen and, um, they're piecing that together. They've been in the studio to see kind of everything and they've, they haven't been to a hockey game yet. Yeah besides my hockey game, <laughs> besides the charity game, which, yeah, they think they've been to a real game, but they haven't really. Uh, Some legends yeah, out there, though, to watch. Themselves.
1: That's one introduction to a hockey game, certainly. <laughs>
2: right, exactly. Yeah, they got to see Mike Madonna in their first hockey game.
1: <laughs> no big deal, right? I know, my kids think I coach the team, I believe, probably because I'm critical sometimes of them, so they're like, well, you gotta go That's tell the so guys funny. what to do. I'm like, no, that's not at all what I do, but <laughs> maybe one day, one day and kind of final question, Jamie, before we wrap up and let you get out of here. What do you think of some of the teams this year? Any f- early favorites? I mean, we're very new into the season, but hockey is fully back. Been some fun games to watch and, uh, some not so fun games to watch if you're a Minnesota wild fan, but, uh, all in all, what are you thinking of some of the squads? <laughs>
2: Um, I'm thinking that there's a lot to look forward to, uh, with some teams that we weren't really sure about. Like, I, I know it's super early, right? We're, what, two, three games in the season for most teams, but I think the Red Wings look pretty promising. Um, if their goaltending can, can hold up and if Philly Husso can stay healthy and and be good, I think that Red Wings could be a bubble playoff team. Um, I... I think the Vegas Golden Knights are still the team to beat. I mean, I know, again, it's it's three games, whatever, but they've just looked dominant in those three mm-hmm. games. So I think they're the team to beat. I think the Wild could be really good. I love Gustafson. Even, I mean, whatever, seven goals was was a little ugly the other night, but, like, I still think he's good. And I was talking to Mike Kelly, who's one of our, our stats and analytics guys, and he actually mentioned um, that he thought, that Gustafson could be in the Vesna conversation wow. if he has a season like last year. He just didn't play enough last year to kind of be in that conversation, but he thought that if he gets 50 games or more this year, which he probably will... Um, and he keeps putting up those numbers that he could be in a Vesna conversation. So that is super exciting. Um, I locally here, I follow the Devils a lot um, because I, I actually some of the players live in Hoboken, where I live and you know, it's just down the road from here. We have a lot of devil's fans in the building and they're kind of my Eastern Conference team. I really like them a lot. I picked them to win the cup last year, which was a little bit premature. But I think that maybe this year could be their year. I mean, they look very good, and they've you know, got all the pieces that they need. Again, goaltending like the one question mark, but um, I like them. I like it. I like
1: it. They will be in Minnesota coming up here very soon, so we'll be sure to check in on that. But I agree. They're kind of a fun team. I think it's funny because there's so many teams that have the goaltending question mark, right? Like there's a lot of teams that I'm like, yeah. you have every other piece except goaltending. Whereas yeah. in Minnesota, I think the goaltending, top notch. I would agree there. Yes, I agree. <laughs> well, Jamie, as always wonderful to catch up with you. You are our absolute favorite. Keep crushing it. Uh, let us know when you're back in Minnesota. I know you pop in from time to time. So we'll really be sure to <laughs> catch up and say hi then. Great. Thanks guys. Take care. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Jesse Pierce of Bardown Beauties here. Fall is the perfect time to get back to you and say hello to a healthier lifestyle. Livia Weight Control Centers wants to help you make the most of every single day. That's why if you join right now during Livia Days, which runs October 9th through the 14th, you will get six months absolutely free. Six months of free consulting, free dieting, all of the things you need to be successful in your weight loss. I'm down 30 pounds plus 19 inches, could not be more happy. And that's thanks to Livia Weight Control Centers. Again, call Livia today, 855 golivia or visit Livia.com. That's www.livea.com join today get six months free it's as simple as that good luck guys thanks so much to Jamie she is she's just the best like what what a gal it's so cool that she like came through Minnesota and did this thing and then just continues to absolutely crush it out in New York with NHL Network
0: right no very very easygoing easy to talk to and just you know that was my first time ever getting to actually talk to her so it was great nice well and I love that she didn't play hockey like us. We are all the same. We didn't have to play. But hockey. she is a step ahead of us because she actually knows how to skate. So that's that's half true. The battle, I think. And and she's now officially
1: played hockey when she played in that crazy EMA hockey charity event yes. in uh, in July. But no, good to check in with her. Um, as always, good lead in. Two more hockey talk. Carson Minnesota Wild. As we're recording this on a Monday, are currently one and one with a loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday in Toronto. Uh, and a win at home in their own home opener, uh, against the Florida Panthers, seeing a lot of really good things. I mean, as Jamie mentioned, Philip Gustafson, I think absolutely tremendous. I love that the wild came back and clawed their way back into that game in Toronto. I think that speaks volumes, but the bigger concern I have, and yes, we're only two games in, but I need to bring it out. Kirsten. Cause it's really kind of worrying me. I think I injuries. know where you're going with this. Do you know? Is it injuries? It's injuries Oh No, no,
0: I was going to say defense. <laughs> I mean, and according can, to Dean Everson, that's also his big thing right now too. Okay. Well, let's start there then. In fact,
1: we'll just Google their defense. What I see. I thought they played well against Florida. They boxed out, they did everything. And now mm-hmm. Toronto and Florida, obviously two very different teams. Florida also was without a handful of their top players, including Sam Bennett and Montour. And I forget there's somebody else that was out too, but, uh, All in all, I thought the defense played really well. I didn't, I'll admit it, I didn't catch nearly as much on Saturday because I was at a wedding for my cousin, so I didn't see, but what did you perceive the defensive breakdowns to be?
0: I mean, I liked the entire team's game in that home opener. I was overall top to bottom really impressed, but I don't know what it was necessarily in that Toronto game. They just, they... Like you mentioned, they were able to start coming their way back. Austin Matthews couldn't be contained going on his way to score a hat trick in that. But the defense, I don't really know what happened there. Alex Goligoski is the very easy target. And Dean Everson also, I think, kind of picked up on that, really publicly calling him out for that unsportsmanlike penalty that he took. Um, I don't know. People also coming for John Merrill after that game as well. And- Your dark horse. You're saying that they're not that we're, are we reconsidering their position? Listen, I said other people coming for John Merrill right now. I didn't say me, I said other people. Um, and granted, we're two games into the season. So take it with a grain of salt Toronto game, just very night and day difference. I hope the Wild can kind of wash their hands of it and just forget about it and move on and play better coming forward. Um, but we're we're gonna have to see. And Dean Ebison was quoted too saying Brock Faber can't be their best defenseman every single night. And especially for a kid that's not even a full year into his NHL career. He's only played a handful of games. He can't be the best defenseman every single night. You need other guys, especially while Spurgeon's out too. Jonas Brodeen, not calling him out because he's he's done things here and there where it's like, okay, like need to be better in that area. But overall still if they're the best pairing but you need other guys Jake Middleton stepping up
1: yeah I mean I think you're right I think the third period is what Dean Evenson is particularly referring to right some of those defensive breakdowns and again some of those bad penalties PK not quite up to snuff I mean some of those goals scored on power play again I cut him some slack only because Toronto is that good I mean Austin Matthews mm-hmm. is that good so I mean all things considered the highlight of that game, obviously, Marco Rossi getting his first NHL mm-hmm. goal. I'm going to be eating crow, aren't I this year? Like, I'm just going to have to eat all of my words because I think Marco Rossi, maybe, maybe he's going to do it. Maybe, you know what? Good. This was my, it was my tough love. That's what that was all of my credit. Mm-hmm. It's just tough love.
0: I knew he had it in him all the time, all the long, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Never before. a doubt from you, but no, I think we do need to talk about that because Marco Rossi, very, very impressive through these two NHL games technically could have two goals so far in the season, a goal per game. If that goal in the home opener didn't get called back for, I believe it was offsides. Mm -hmm. So, but he came back Toronto scored his first. And so that's gotta be a big um, weight off of his shoulders to getting that
1: done. I mean, took him 23 games, which I think is longer than he really wanted longer than anybody else had anticipated. Um, But the concerns again, as I'd mentioned come back to injuries for me. Matt Boldy Mm -hmm. has been injured, right? He left the game early on Saturday. You've got uh, Marcus Johansson who was injured in Thursday's game. It's not necessarily the injuries to these players. It's because the Minnesota wild are in such a jam when it comes to recalls and money and what they're able to do. I think we all knew it going in right again. I I'm so exhausted as well, talking about the salary cap and the brokenness and blah, blah, blah. But here's where it's going to hurt you more than anything. It's not necessarily the lack of offseason moves. It's that, shoot, who do we call up now when we're on this road trip in Canada real quicker? What do we do now in these situations? And again, Sammy Walker makes too much money. They don't have the money to reform, uh, to afford to call him up. And you've got to look kind of down the line. Um, you know, again, Cara looked well in uh, training camp, Vinny Letary, another experienced guy, those two guys, I believe could be recalled, but that's my concern, Kirsten. Like, I think I knew it and I just didn't see it until all of a sudden, when you're looking down some of your top forwards being out and then you have nothing to replace them with.
0: See, I think I didn't realize it just because I kind of blocked it out of my view. I was like, everything's going to be hunky dory to start the year. I thought we would have a little bit more time to come down the road to this problem. And no, it's coming, like, game one. Game It started with Spurgeon before the year even started. I mean, this is true. And so, yeah, not great. Um, not a great situation to be in. And the more we talk about it, yeah, the more concerning it is because it's happening right now. And it's like, what do you do about it? Do you just, I believe the conversation was 11 forward, 7 defensemen. Like, you're going to play with shorter units. And I
1: hate 11 and 7. I absolutely hate 11 and 7 because... As going back to the original point, the defense isn't exactly that strong. So to even switch somebody up to be a forward, I mean, yes, Kalen Addison plays that position. Well, Dakota Mermis is capable of doing so. It's it just, oh, oh, I don't like it. Like, ugh, ugh. I just don't. It's not a good situation to be in. I'll tell you that. It's not a good situation to be in. But again, your Minnesota Wild, only two games in one and one, still made a a, a fine effort. Uh, Again, Austin Matthews, he was your first star of the week, so that uh, speaks a testament to his two hat tricks. It's not even just what he did it the other night, too. He's done twice in a row. Unbelievable. Uh, Which kind of leads me to my next point, something that I wanted to start, Kirsten, this year and just give it a whirl. You know, we like to try new things here at the Mm -hmm. Bardown Beauties. I wanted to do a favorite hockey moment of the week. And now this doesn't have to be Minnesota wild related. It doesn't have to be in game. It doesn't have to be like, oh, so-and-so scored or blah, blah, blah. It can be, it can be whatever our hearts desire, but a cool hockey moment or a cool hockey related story uh, from the week. I will kick it off if you don't mind, because it's segue. And you know, I love my segues. We've mentioned Austin Matthews. My hockey moment is Austin Matthews earned the first star, obviously of the game on Saturday against your Minnesota wild Um, austin matthews has some mexican heritage on his mom's side he's the first arizona-born player well apparently at the toronto game there was a child who had a sombrero on and said i'm you know of mexican Mm -hmm. heritage too and caught austin's attention and austin made sure that that kid got a hockey stick right and yes you could say oh that Mm -hmm. happens but i so much love growing the game and growing it to different areas and for that kid to have that resonate with him, right? Like, Oh, well, Austin Matthews has a Mexican background and I do too. And I just, I love those little stories. Right. And they happen kind of all over, but I still think, especially when it relates to making hockey for everyone, especially when, as of late, there's been a lot of conversation about it, not being for everyone, unfortunately. Um, it's that moment i think that's really 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 cool that austin matthews and he handed the stick over and i think he really like stayed there to make sure that the guy who grabbed it gave it to that kid he was like he didn't want none of that bollocks of not getting it over to the person he intended it to so that's my Mm -hmm. favorite hockey moment of the week kirsten what comes to mind for you this week
0: i love that austin matthews may be a wanted man after embarrassing minnesota in toronto but certified good good guy anywhere else so i love that um i kind of have two there was two things that really stood out to me through this first week um one of which tying this in very close to the minnesota wild it's been those photo comparisons of brock faber the first one when he was the pictured on the glass cheering on kirill kaprizov when he was still captain for the Gophers, just in the stands, wild game, excited, cheering. And then it shows the clip or the next picture is him celebrating his first career NHL goal. So I just thought that was super wholesome and it really, I mean, it's that good, feel good, Minnesota grown boy kind of story. So I don't know. It's just super cool regardless. It's just kind of really crazy how life comes full circle. Sometimes the other feel good moment that I saw um, Adam Fantilli, the Columbus blue jackets, he played his first NHL game the other night and it was his birthday too. In the Columbus blue jackets, they had a video of him sitting down and they were videotaping his reaction. And then the video started with like a clip of him, like as a baby being like, I'm going to my first hockey practice. I'm going to score a thousand goals. And then it shows like all of his family wishing him good luck for his first NHL game. Happy birthday. His family's all crying. He's crying. I thought that was
1: a really cool video. That is. That's really cool. And he got a text from like Wayne Gretzky too or something, right? I think.
2: Yeah, he did. Heard,
1: like good for him. Good kid. Hobie Baker winner. So Kirsten knows mm-hmm. knows him. Great guy. Uh, did you also see, see, speaking of kind of similarly, that they uh, honored Jonathan Quick. Like welcome back. He was with them for a day. Like I need the Minnesota Wild to do that to Ryan O'Reilly
0: for like the 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. That he was a member of I love of that they so did. much. The like, Wild was, do need to do that. If they right? did that. Hilarious. If the Wild did that, yeah. I literally... <laughs> It's so funny. Teams need to start taking more advantage of it. I know the Carolina Hurricanes have been infamous for like, thank you, future considerations, or like, welcome to the team, future considerations, stuff along those lines. But I love when teams have the ability to just goof around like that because it's so funny for everybody else.
1: Feel free to have some fun out there. You know, as Jamie said, we're playing sports here, people. Like, let's have a little Mm -hmm. fun. But I love that. So shout out to the Blue Jackets, who may be in my inbox way too much. So many freaking press releases on. Of that organization. But hey, good on you for having some fun with it and making Adam Fantilli's time special. So I would love to hear your guys' favorite hockey moments of the week. Maybe your kid took to the ice for the first time. Maybe your daughter made. Varsity, I don't, you know, whatever it might be. Again, it doesn't have to relate to a specific plays, specific moments. Anything that made you feel special about hockey, made you remind you why we love this game so much. I want to hear it. Drop it in the comments below. Shoot us a note. Uh, we'd love to maybe share some of these starting next week as we get them in. So let us know favorite hockey moments. It's going to be great. Uh, reminder: Our window for Bardown Beauties and Soda Stick merch collaboration ends tonight, Thursday or Tuesday, excuse me, at midnight. So be sure to get that in. Make sure you're ordering all the good stuff. Sweet colors, sweet crew neck, Landon and Soda Stick, obviously always doing the good stuff. Don't forget, Bardown Beauties gets you 15% off all purchases at Soda Stick. Not just our merch, but spend it on our merch because you, know, you want to be a beaut, right? Uh, also, our second live show of the season happening at Jersey's and in Invergrove Heights this Wednesday, 6 p.m. Be there, be square. Plus we got some hockey games. They're back at in action, back at the X, Kirsten. Uh how do you think we're gonna do against uh the lineup? You got LA Thursday, you've got uh Columbus on Saturday, and then the Devils next the following Thursday. Is that right?
0: Maybe. Um at following least that's your Tuesday, home day, the twenty fourth. Yeah. We're busy. I am anxiously optimistic, but yeah. I think it's a tough little stretch here. I think the most winnable of those three games will be against Columbus.
1: Yeah, you hate to say it, but that's exactly what it is. I always forget like about Columbus in general. Like It's funny, I do those immaculate grids, and mm. every time I'm like, I don't know anything about Columbus, or its history, or like anything. <laughs>
0: like, I, I got, don't either. I really, yeah. I don't know. I think it was last year I really realized their canon is very prominent <laughs> to their organization. Just, not because I like didn't, I don't know, not because I guess I wasn't paying attention, but just because I... Forget about Columbus as an organization. Yeah, it's like a thing. By the way, we were very off. That's our, the next home game
1: is the 29th, which is a Sunday against the Devils. But you've got the Oilers, Philly, and Washington in between there, which is not exactly any easier. It just speaks to the point that it's not much better, but uh, that's on the road. At least Washington and Philly could be winnable games. Edmonton, close friend of the pod con, probably ain't not to that happen. No,
0: but I don't know. I feel like we fared decent against Edmonton last year. But I yeah. think Khan is also just heading into this season on a mission. Yeah. I feel that's to destroy everyone in his path. Thank goodness. But do it
1: in like a very vanilla and boring way.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel he just has a chip on his shoulder this year that like he's got some business to take care of. Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Pay the man, Edmonton. Figure out what you're gonna do. Build around him. Give him a cup for crying out. Figure though.
0: out Yeah, how to get him to want to stay. (laughs) Because he's showing he does not want to. Well, no, he just wants to win. He wants to
1: win. He wants to win. You can't blame the kid for that, you know?
0: No. We
1: uh, we all want to win. We're all competitive. Uh, You guys are all winners for listening to us for another week. Again, episode 200 coming up. I'm really, this is my public plea. Wayne Gretzky, please call me. Uh, You'd be really cool to be our guest for 200. If that's possible, um, you know, con, maybe con McDavid wants to hop on whatever. I'm open to that as well. Um, but, or Mario Lemieux, I don't know. Like what, Ooh. what's he doing? Right. He could, he could, I'll talk. What to about Billy. your
0: close friend, Sid
1: Crosby? Sid Crosby. I, you know, I did think about Sid Crosby, man, still got some hands on him too. I was pretty impressed watching some of those highlights from his game the other night. Not too shabby. So yeah, Sid you're free you know give me a give us a call we'd love to have you episode 200. I'll talk to Billy G I think this is a Billy G territory where I'm like hey you mm-hmm. know you got grad season you make
0: some phone calls you make some
1: phone calls for us that's all he's got to do as, a, as the assistant to the assistant it's the mm-hmm. least he could do
0: he hasn't paid me he's yet, a popular so. man he gets along yeah. with everyone he's, right. he's got to know people
1: he knows people he's Bill Garen. he's freaking Bill Garen. he knows mm-hmm. people uh, all right guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode again. Shout out to talk north soda stick greenbelt, Jim beam, Royal credit union, and Livia weight loss centers, uh, all big supporters of the pod shout out to each and every one of you shout out to producer Fred on behalf of Fred Kirsten and myself, thanks for checking us out. Share like subscribe rate new episodes each and every Tuesday. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Go wild.
0: Near, 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 near.